0: Welcome to Project Life with Mike Watts. This is Mike Watts. On this podcast, I'll be sharing the ups and downs of running a business, how to manage a great team of folks who are helping us grow that business, how to thrive as a husband and just be a better one for that matter, how to function with an 18-month-old running around driving sometimes too crazy, how to thrive as a man in this world when frankly we are lacking great role models at this moment in time, and I'm documenting all of this in a journey trying to find my place in the world. So if you're looking to grow your business, obtain financial freedom, figure out parenthood, up-level your life, be a better person, or frankly, how to be a badass, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to Project Life with Mike Watts. It is Mike Watts. Today is day one of kind of just establishing what I'm calling your money story slash your money journey. Kate and I have talked a lot about this in the past, and she wrote a book about it. We've taught an online course at themoneylovecourse.com. Yeah, so it's all available for you to check out if you desire. But I want to just kind of walk it through from a podcast perspective in an audio format, So you can start thinking about this yourself, because why is this important? So I'm going to share a little bit about my money story, and then I want you to get clear on that as well for yourself. And it doesn't mean, it's just to start thinking about it, because money is one of those things that we work with on a daily basis in our lives. We make money, we work to make money, we spend money, we live in a world of money, our country is in trillions of dollars worth of debt, or is it, yeah, like, they're in money. What's going to happen with the money? We don't know. But until something does happen, or we see that it's going a direction, we have to operate in this world that we currently operate in now. Uh, Yeah, so that's it. Student loans. uh, For kids that are in college these days, I was just hanging out with uh, uh, our USANA event in Chicago. And one of the kids was like, "Yeah, I'm going to be in hundred thousand dollars worth of debt by the, when I get out." And I'm like, "And they say it like it's just a common thing, right?" And he's like, "Yeah, 100K." And it's that takes a long time to pay off, depending on how your career is, et cetera, what it's like. And the real realization for that, when you are a 20 year old college student, you don't have a clue. And I know this because I did all of this. I put myself in $84,000 worth of debt over a period of five or six, seven years for student loans that I owed Sally Mae and paid it all off in one month. But when you're that young, like we don't realize that and what we're doing to our kids these days when it comes to the financial decisions is horrible, like absolutely horrible. That's why it's important to know what your money story is because then depending on what comes across and how it affects you will have different reactions to something. So somebody that's $100,000 in debt, to some people, is like nothing. You know, like we had a friend who was a half a million dollars in debt, and from a business perspective, it's like, yeah, cool. He just skips a beat. Yeah, I owe $500,000. And it's for businesses and all this other stuff. Like, you skip a beat and you just say it, which is totally cool, and I love that, you know, having that perspective. Then other people are like, $10,000 in debt, and they're freaking out, like, it's the, like the worst possible case scenario thing of your entire life, right? So everybody's a little bit different on how they handle this. This is why it's so important to get clear on this. So I grew up in a household where my dad, and I don't know the whole story. This is totally my perception, all right? So let's just put that out there. We all are going to have our perceptions based off our upbringing, all right? So that starts there. So you have to understand that this is your perception is not anyone else's it's only yours. All right, so I grew up in Indiana, a uh, pretty, you know, midwest city, mid it's called the midwest, but it's really not west. Like what is it midwest of? It's weird. Indiana's not in the middle of the country. Uh, but it is strange that it's called the midwest. Anyway, I grew up in Indiana, pretty middle-class town. We were looked upon on all the conferences like Valparaiso, Indiana was like the wealthy town or something. I don't really know. It's just that's other people's perceptions as well. So we had a decent size, like a good living. Like my parents made a good living, pretty middle-class upbringing. Uh, we never really went on super extravagant, extravagant vacations. It wasn't something we did every single year. Uh, you know, we went on vacations. We could, we visited family in Pennsylvania. Uh, my parents took me to Disney World, all that fun stuff. So they made a good living but I remember there was a lot of frustration in our household when it came to money and finances because my dad uh, and I inherited a little bit of this which I'm really really trying to fix has unconscious ability to spend tons of money and or maybe it's conscious that he's spending tons of money but it it put the family in a little bit of stress getting collections and not in the collections but like collecting things as well as all sorts of other things. So it's like he lived one reality and then my mom kind of lived another reality where my mom didn't spend much on anything because her role was, and what she really wanted to do was take care of the three children uh, and make sure that we had money on the, and for the food on the table, et cetera. And I don't really know how it all went down from there, you know, what type of environment that they were a part of, etc., like their own money stories and all that stuff, like, that's something I don't understand, but for my perception, we always had food on the table, I never had to worry about that, that was pretty consistent I never really had to worry about anything when it came to money, that was always something I was taken care of, and we were, it's like we, were, we weren't We were given everything that we asked for, but a lot, like it was always available, it was, for my understanding, it was never a no, you know, type of a thing, it was no's and certain things, but For the most part, it was money was there. Just put it that way. So that was my upbringing. And then when I went to college, I carried those same practices around, which means I spent. I spent a ton. I spent a ton to the bars, put myself in $10,000 worth of debt via credit card by the time I graduated. My parents uh, paid for college, not living expenses, but tuition and helped with room and board and stuff. So I'm super grateful for that and I appreciate that for themselves and I ended up with all of this other debt because of my own spending habits right and so the mentality was I always had the mentality that I'll make it I'll make as much money as possible or tons of money but right now I'm just gonna live like I'm making tons of money and that has carried through my life quite a bit actually and I'm still trying to correct that so I ended up long story short I ended up with a hundred and about24 thousand dollars. In total debt, I uh, over thirty thousand dollars in credit cards, and I owed eighty four thousand in student, Sally Mae, in student loans. And that's from graduate school as well as I used student loan money because I could defer it to pay off credit cards that I owed money to to reduce balances. So I became a master at moving money around, it. and it was all fake. Like it's all just fake. And then we had a really good business year and we had a good business launch once, and I just paid the whole thing off at one lump sum, which was super dope. And I was really happy with that. First, I paid the credit cards down, and then I ended up paying the uh, student loans off in one lump sum. Now, it's really like that's like my honest and what I had to do to get that clarity because I remember sitting in our apartment when we first moved to Maine. Kate and I had a couple fights regarding, you know, arguments about money and stuff like this. We both thought we were much farther along than the along than the reality of either one of us. I had to write down all my credit cards. What were my APR rates? What did I owe on them? Which ones am I going to pay off first? And we started knocking them down. And since Kate and I were running a business together, we it was a super awkward thing. The way we started is she, her business was Kate Northrop Inc. And it was paying me as an employee working for her, even though we were doing everything together. It was super weird. So I was taking some money from there, and we were paying down the credit cards, and I was we were making it work. Um, super grateful for that time, but it was also very hard. It was, like, very uncomfortable and very hard for the both of us. This, this is a story, like, this is what I'm talking about, your money story and your money journey, and to really start thinking about this and go way back because I feel like if we want to make more money, we have to bring more abundance in our life. But we also have to get clear on where our journey has come from to this point. And I, since then, you know, as I said, we paid off the credit card debt. And now we have, uh, we put everything on credit cards because I use the points, etc. And then every month we, and I'm going to share more about this over the next couple, next few days about how we manage our money. And every month we go and we pay the credit cards off. They're always due on the 1st. And then we kind of maneuver it from there. so I'm gonna share more of that later but for this story and I want you to because the belief of what I was brought up with was much different than my mentality now right is I know our business makes more money than my parents have ever made in one year I no, they've never told me that I'm just pretty sure that's true and I could be completely wrong on that so I don't I don't know but it's the but if it is, and if it isn't, it doesn't really matter, right? Because what we're doing and what Kate and I are doing right now, it doesn't matter what my parents did. Because there's people that grew up super wealthy, like I'm driving down Found with Forsythe right now, and this whole area, these houses I'm driving by are like $3 bucks, 1.7 million, $2 million a piece, like, or whatever. And they're super extravagant and all this stuff. And I, I would say the biggest thing that I learned or what I thought was true is that there was like a cap, right? When you go and work at a job, you, there's a cap on how much money you can actually make and the choices that you're able to do with that. But what happened was we, Kate and I traveled the country together in 2011 for 10 months. We went all over the United States. We cut our living expenses way down to pay off. She paid off her credit cards, shared that story in her book And then I was in the, I was paying mine off as well, like sold my house, all that stuff. And then we end up here. We end up here in, or no, we spent 10 months on the road. Then we decided to move to the Hamptons in New York on Eastern Long Island. I have never seen in my life houses the size of this. It were huge. Like every home in the Hamptons is massive. And I would just recommend anyone that needs an abundance check, is to just go there because, yeah, like Orange County, California, lots of wealthy people. You know, Maine, there's wealthy people, like super wealthy, ultra wealthy, all that stuff is here. And going New York City, it's all there, right? But New York City is all vertical. So you don't really know what the type of income that's there based off these buildings because everything's vertical. So it just all looks the same from the outside. When you go to the Hamptons, these houses are gigantic. I'm talking 10, 20, 30,000 square feet. And it goes on for 40 miles because there's lots of wealthy neighborhoods that are built up, but not to this extreme that I've ever seen in my life. And they're able to see it because a lot of these homes are, you know, on an island with a super long driveway and you don't actually see what the house looks like. But when I was at the Hamptons and Kate and I were living there, I was like, holy smokes. Like there is an unlimited amount of, I'm just speaking money or wealth that can be created and generated in one's lifetime like unbelievable amounts. And I'm in the Hamptons and I'm looking at these homes and we were there in the winter time so it was super dead but just it was incredible. So when I am out there it changed my entire mindset of what is possible. Right cuz we we live in these environments like I live in this house that we've been in for about a year and a half and I see the same homes around me all the time. So you get you just get a you adapt to it. You get used to what is there. That's why you think of somebody that grows up super poor and they're around people that are poor, like that's what the mentality is. That's what they think is the, the greatest abundance. Or if you're around super wealthy, like people get an ego and an attitude about they're better than everybody else, etc. Right. So it's what our nature and the the perspective is we have on life. So when I was out there, that is what changed my money mindset for sure. It created my money journey. And from that point, it's not necessarily, necessarily been about creating wealth more, you know, it's not about getting amassing as much money as possible. It's just really me doing check-ins with how I feel on a weekly, daily basis. Like what's my money journey story today type thing. Like, am I not, um, doing enough to help other people? Because if we focus just specifically on ourselves, that's only good for so long. Once we get to a certain point where like, once I can put food on the table and I have a roof over my head and I have a car to like go places or whatever, like. We've pretty much maxed out our mindset when it comes to our ability to create wealth for ourselves, right? So it's doing that not only, but it's also kind of like looking at the world from a much bigger picture in a much bigger place. And that's what we're really, I really want to check in when it comes to this money story and this money journey. Now, when I go home or when I'm interacting with my parents, like I tell them the success we're having in our business. And I do that because I just... Not only like I maybe hopefully they're interested, but I also want to do it with a check in for myself to be like, what's the reaction I get from them when I say these type of things? And I don't mean to like be um, tricking your games with them, but I am curious to see what happens when I say this to them and just for my own like perspective on life. And so. And, and other people, same thing. Like I have no problem talking about money and how much we've spent on this or that and how much we've made. And I noticed it a lot with a lot of other folks that there's a lot of judgment around it. And that has to do with their own personal money story. So I don't take that stuff personally, but it is interesting. I like to bring it up because I think it's important from a societal standpoint to talk with and to talk about. And that's why, so for day one of this money journey. What is your money story? What is your money journey that you've been telling yourself or that you've carried with you? And what are some things that you need to let go of? Like what is something, maybe it's like money doesn't grow on trees, rich people are bad, whatever that might be, you know, for you, this is just super basics or there's so much abundance, you know, on the more positive side instead of the negative side. Like, What is that for you so you can start peeling away the layers to create the real true money story that you have for yourself? Cool. And I'll see you guys tomorrow with day two. My notebook's in my backpack. So day two, something cool. And we'll see you tomorrow. Cheers. Have a great day. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to the project life with Mike Watts podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard today on this episode, and you want to know a little bit more about what I am using to help grow our business, to help myself become a better man, to help myself become a better dad, a better husband, a better human overall, you know, I'm all about team human. And that's what I really want to do is create a world that allows us to become better human beings. And if that's something you're interested in, head over to MikeJWatts.com. That is MikeJWatts.com. You can register right there for my email newsletter. It goes out once a week. There's usually three to five different tools, tips, tricks, techniques that I've learned about this week that are really helping me become a better human being. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you over on MikeJWatts.com, and I'll see you tomorrow.